You're listening to a podcast from the Highest Convention Centre. My name is Richard Morrell, recording at Red Hat Summit, and I'm joined by two special guests. One needs no introduction whatsoever. Uh, my long-term shadow and compadre at everything open source. Uh, the quaffered, bouffant-haired <laughs> John Mark Walker from Cluster. I really don't know what to think of that intro, Richard, but <laughs> thanks. Okay. And we're also joined by Joe Julian. Joe, introduce yourself. I'm Joe Julian. I'm like the community guy for Gluster. Excellent. The community guy from Gluster Singular. Um, there must be more community guys in Gluster. There are some. Uh, Lewis is probably <laughs> the next best thing, but uh, if, if somebody knows somebody who was related to Gluster in any way, it's usually me. Okay, excellent. Right. Last time we did a podcast was in the basement, the bowels of a university in Brussels. Bowels. And um, we were talking about the alpha of 3.4 that seems like such a long time ago richard and you, you that was the, i actually bought the last round <laughs> you, you owe me the next round i do you do oh uh, well I, I yeah it's funny how that works out it seems like i always owe you the next round you do in any case uh yes that was alpha and now we're up to beta beta 3 as a matter of fact uh gluster fs 3.4 beta 3 came out on monday of this week Excellent. Now, when we talked about 3.4, it was a slight departure, wasn't it? Indeed it was, because now we have bum, 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 block storage with the QMU integration. So now you can deploy uh, VM images directly on a cluster volume from QMU uh, via libgf API. Now, all that integration, does that mean you have played catch-up and overtaken the guys at Ceph, or...? catch up you make it sound like we were behind richard well i i think from a, a community perspective gluster's always had a lot of followers every time we do a podcast we get absolutely hammered our bandwidth costs go through the roof however the guys at ceph always turn up at shows and play this you know they, they play this joker card that says that they are the block storage device of choice or the black block storage project of choice and cluster's never really played in that field before. no we haven't in fact we have almost exclusively been in the realm of scale out NAS scale out files and folders. We've always been almost exclusively file based, file and folder based, and that is indeed changing for 3.4. So, sure, from the perspective of block storage stuff, we are playing catch up, but on the scale out NAS place, we are, we are and continue to be the, uh, the, the open source leader. Right. Joe, when you first got involved with Gluster, did you honestly think it would go this far? No, I didn't. I had no clue that it would get this far. Uh, the, 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 the documentation was abysmal. Uh, there was no support whatsoever. So, no, I... I You're describing just a typical open source typical project. Open source, yeah. yeah, yeah. Joe was a very lonely man in 2009. He had no one to help him. <laughs> I started hanging out on the IRC channel because it wasn't any effort. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, I think that's how I got most of my jobs in open source, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, th- I think the great thing... I don't want to know what tricks you had to pull to get most of your jobs in open source, Richard, but... <laughs> Yeah, the list is very, very long. Um, no, but seriously, most of the open source projects that I've got involved with or, or, or worked on, a lot of the people that I work with on those projects, I'm still meeting today for the first time, sort of 10, 12 years on, putting a face to a name of someone in an IRC channel who I, you know, to be honest, owe a livelihood to, and I've never been able to buy a beer with in person. That still happens even now, even I'm, last year. I know beers all over the world. Yeah. If I ever get a, I ever get a chance to do my world tour, I'm going to be completely blitzed. 
the number of times I've got on a plane, I mean, I, I was at Heathrow Airport about two months ago and I got in a, uh, I was parking my car in an aviation car park and I got in the minibus to go to the airport and some guy recognized me from a project I'd worked on like 10 years ago and proceeded to tell everyone in the bus about the open source project at 6 a.m. in the morning. No one was remotely interested, but it, it, was, it mattered to him, obviously. And, you know, we are the old men of open source now that, you know, when you're in your 30s and 40s and you've, you've been there and, and, you've, and you've worked at how a man file works and, you know, you've sat on IRC, et cetera, et cetera. And when I started work at Red Hat, they had an IRC channel open and it was like a bit like going home in the respect that, you know, you didn't have to pick up the phone up to speak to people. It's still the lifeblood of, open, of an open source project, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great way to get connected. I mean, I, I met a friend today for the, or yesterday for the first time that I didn't feel at all uncomfortable with. I've known him for years. He's just somebody I know. And I got to see him face to face and I was like, Hi, <laughs> I'm even friends it's with people I've spent a lifetime kick banning. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you actually meet them in person, and they're not as obnoxious as you, not as obnoxious as you think they were back in the day. It is funny how that works. The the biggest internet trolls, when you see them face to face, they uh, suddenly appear untroll like and actually human. And it yeah. is amazing. Yeah, hobbit like, if you will. <laughs> okay, so cluster, you know, it is the upstream of uh, Red Hat storage, among other things. Yes, uh, there are multiple products built on clusterfs. Okay. Now, Gluster as an uh, open source community project, Foundation was announced recently. Talk to me about that. Not quite a foundation, but sort of a, a halfway point between being a you know, totally controlled project and sort of being a foundation. We kind of want to take the, the best of both worlds. We, we want multiple uh, parties participating, companies, educational institutions, nonprofits, other communities. We, we definitely want, you know, this big tent, uh, you know, open umbrella that, that anyone can sort of participate in. And what the announcement has last week, or what the announcement was about last week, was about seven organizations coming together, deciding that they were going to, that they thought the Gluster community was important enough to invest in, to make a, make a statement that this is something we care about and we're going to, we are invested in its future success. Okay. And those seven organizations are Red Hat, Intel, NTTPC, the Open Source Lab at Oregon State, mm-hmm. Hortonworks, Linux Foundation, and Data Lab, a, uh, a company out of uh, Spain that uh, is actually contributing an interesting uh, project on the Gluster Community Forge, mm-hmm. uh, this sort of dispersed volume translator that allows you to do sort of RAID 5 over a network. It's really, really interesting. Did you feel when you, know, you take those tentative steps to change the project into something which has those that formal structure that it's almost like you you know it's coming through a difficult adolescence and now a level of acceptance if you will that's not meant rudely or abruptly or no 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 when when, when i first joined gluster i felt like we were sort of taking baby steps babes in the woods uh, yeah. as it were uh, and over time you know we've grown up and the red hat acquisition was great for that because uh, it meant whatever we were doing uh, we really turned up the volume and accelerated uh, very quickly into this real open source project and now a very real open source community and ecosystem because we're, we're more than just ClusterFS now. We're more than just Red Hat and we're more than just ClusterFS. We've got all sorts of related projects to sort of complete the ecosystem, which you can find on forge.gluster.org, mm-hmm. uh, which we announced about a month ago. And so it's, it's sort of all about adding, you know, ClusterFS is sort of the, uh, it's like a Lego toolkit for building storage systems. And we really want to maximize the appeal uh, from a developer's point of view of how easy it is to extend ClusterFS and to add new features and to use it as a you know development platform for for building things that require you know storage services. So it's in that it's been very key in, in, in that respect. Joe, working in the community, do you 
you know often see people who are actually engaging commercially using Gluster. A daily, it, it, there's, there's, I don't even know how many people I've seen that are commercially using Gluster. Most of them come in because they've got some problem they want to solve and they haven't figured out how to do it, so they come in and ask us how to do it, and we solve it, and everybody's happy. Okay. And have you thought maybe about uh, asking Red Hat for a job? <laughs> no, I heard they don't pay enough. Okay. Is that, is, is that the story? I think we do have an office in Seattle, actually. Joe's come all the way over from Seattle, so uh, grateful for his attendance. So talk to me about the events Gluster are having this week at Summit. Indeed. Well, first of all, we have a pod in the Developer Lounge. So if you are at Summit, you should come by the Developer Lounge, uh, not just because of Gluster, but because of lots of other communities you'll find, the OpenShift community, the JBoss community, or Wildfly, whatever they call it now. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's a Fedora area. You can, you can go visit that. Um, and then other than that, we have on Friday, the, um, we have a Gluster community workshop and sort of hands-on lab. So we'll have one room with talks for four hours. And there you'll get sort of an in-depth view of GlusterFS and the state of the community, as well as a big, a nice talk on uh, performance metrics and how to gather them. So it'll be uh, very useful for someone who uses GlusterFS on a daily basis. In addition to that, though, we have another room that's all about hands-on lab. And I just loaded from the dock four 1U servers that we're going to be using on Friday so that you can sort of get your hands dirty and see how GlusterFS works live and in the flesh. You know that that just goes wrong. <laughs> you know that that is just a recipe for disaster. Utter recipe for disaster. I think it was funny. John John Masters last year did the whole hyperscale thing with the arm processes on his bike in Lycra. I, the only thing I remember, I still have burnt into my retina. The only thing I remember from last year is John Masters on a bicycle powering his. But uh, what you did, what, what you didn't know, is that he accidentally then locked his bike to the Heinz Convention Center and had to have it rescued, had to have it physically cut, removed, because he couldn't remember the padlocks at the camp with the combination, which is just absolutely hilarious. I did not know that. That Yeah, is well, he's now been outed. There you go. <laughs> so after running five kilometers with 300 other staffers from Red Hat this morning on the five-kilometer marathon or five-kilometer run that we did through the city, um, John's been outed as a man who can't remember his bike lock keys. Okay, well, look, it's been great having you on the podcast, as per usual. I mean, this is this must be the third or fourth podcast we've done. We, we really do make, need to make this a weekly thing, Richard. It feels like you know old home week well I, I just like the fact that normally when we do a podcast you pimp it out to your faithful followers and i get more download figures than i do talking about any other topic I, i'm here for you richard what can i say thanks for your time guys cheers <laughs>